And now, live from San Francisco, and broadcasting live and worldwide on the Double Wide Network, it's Blissful Living with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you overwhelmed, overworked, and overloaded? You are not alone. Reduce your stress and live a more blissful life. Feel your very best. Be the best that you can be for your friends and loved ones. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living. She is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Blissful Living live from the San Francisco Bay Area. And I hope you are having a fabulous morning today. I have a great show lined up for you today. And the guest is um, going to talk about something that we all strive to achieve and we all desire. Thus, that's why this show is Blissful Living. Um, Let me tell you about the guest. But before I jump into the guest, I want to thank the sponsor for the show, uh, the Health Healing and Wellness Company. You can check them out at www.healthhealingwellness.com. They are a holistic health and wellness company offering a variety of services to help you achieve optimal health and well-being as you travel down your path to bliss. So please check them out at www.healthhealingwellness.com. Dot com and connect with them if that is something that you're interested in or you're looking for ways to improve your health and well-being holistically and naturally. Now to our fabulous guest today. The show we're going to uh, dive into today is with Elizabeth Murray. And let me tell you a little bit about Elizabeth. She is an internationally celebrated author, photographer, and lifestyle innovator. Her mission is to inspire and enable people to deepen their creativity spirituality, and connection to nature for more purpose and passion in their lives. As a speaker and a workshop leader, Elizabeth uses her stunning photographic images, personal stories, garden metaphors, and warm humor to inspire the imagination of her audiences to connect with what has heart and meaning and to express their own creativity. Isn't that wonderful? Now, Elizabeth's passion for nature and appreciation of beauty and people inspired her to travel around the world, working on diverse projects from assisting to restoring Monet's gardens in Geneva, France, to working in the remote African villages, the wilderness of Heidi Wally Islands, to the Amazon rainforest. Doesn't those places sound really beautiful, peaceful, serene, and of course, blissful. And so our show today is all about living life in full bloom. And we're going to have Elizabeth bestow her wisdom and information on us on how we can do that. Because again, this is going to help you Have a more beautiful journey as you travel down your path to bliss. So enough of me chatting. Let's just welcome Elizabeth Murray to Blissful Living. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you, Rochelle? Good. Can you just speak up a little bit for us so that we make sure that everybody out there listening hears you? Sure. Perfect. Now, um, I know you reside in... um, beautiful Monterey. So you're a fellow Northern California girl. And um, I'm just curious with regards to, I just want to jump right in because I think living life in full bloom really speaks volumes for all of us. And I want to tell you guys out there listening that this might be a perfect time just to grab a piece of paper, something to write back, something to write with, sit back and relax. And uh, 
enjoy this information that Elizabeth is going to share with us with regards to living a life in full bloom. Elizabeth, how did you come about um, this title of um, your new book that we'll talk about as well during the show of living a life in full bloom? How did that come about? Well, I'm a gardener and I'm an artist and all my life that has led me. And I'm also very connected to spirit. And I find a lot of my spiritual connection through nature. And and so I was thinking about being how it is to be like a flower and how it is to be in full bloom yourself. And all the stages of planting and intention and growth and beauty and also, you know, disappointments and things you have to compost to enrich your soil, all the things that happen to make a flower really come into full bloom. And I was thinking that as a metaphor for our own lives. And so that's how the title came about. Mm, okay. And um, if you had to share with the listeners with regards to the title of Living a Life in Full Bloom, what if you had three words to share with the listeners, what would your three words be to best describe someone living their life in full bloom? Passion, purpose, creativity. Oh, I like that. Passion, purpose, and creativity. Now you say you um you know, you say you you're a garden you, you know, a gardener by nature and I know there are a lot of people out there that like playing in their garden or doing things or tinkering in their garden and, um, you know, really connecting with earth and mother nature and, you know, all the beauty, beauty that we have here, here on our planet that comes from, you know, nature. And, and it's just a vast amount of it when you go into your garden or say the gardens in um, Versailles or, you know, some of the other beautiful areas that have these beautiful gardens that are very well manicured and taken care of. How would one equate um, the essence of a garden or their garden experience to uh, what's going on in their life? Well, I think there's wonderful metaphors. And like Versailles, those really incredibly designed and very clipped gardens, those are a lot about control. And actually, the gardens that I like the best, I appreciate those gardens, but I really like the wild and the cultivated together. I like something that is a little bit on the edge, that invites the wild, invites the birds and the pollinators and the native, a lot of native plants. So for me, um, that metaphor is about um, where do we want to have our authentic selves and not be so controlled and not be after perfect, like in a garden or in our lives, if we're always striving for perfect, then we're never quite there or it only lasts a moment. The bloom is perfect for this moment and then it's pretty soon gone. You know, it, you know something else happens. So to be more connected with the seasons, with the rhythms of the garden, I think that's important for a life metaphor. How we take care of our soil is like how we take care of our own soil, our own soul, um, deep, dark, rich, um, a lot of things going in it, um, patient about waiting for right timing, um, 
the the metaphor and literal of weeding, what no longer works for us, what is choking our time out or our schedules out, um, deadheading, old bloom, pruning. Those are things like when we become too busy, you can't be blissful. You can't be in full bloom if if everything is so crowded, whether it's the clutter all over your house or all choking out your garden or the schedule um, in your daily life. You're always under pressure. So, again, it's about attunement and what are being connected to what is the purpose of our garden or the purpose of our life. Is it for beauty? Is it for connection? Is it for bringing friends and family in? Is it children playing? What are all the things that we really want in our lives? And then strive for that in a purposeful, meaningful way. So it's not just haphazard, but there's a plan, but not so controlled. Uh, because as we all know, we can have our intentions and we can work towards them, but we really don't have control over everything in our lives. That's true. You know, I, I, I like how you, um, you know, describe the the gardens in Versailles because they're absolutely beautiful. They, I mean, but you use the word uh, control. And when I think about the gardens in Versailles, I mean, I've seen other, you know, gardens in these uh, very stately mansion or, you know, castles or things around the world that, you know, people put so much time into their garden and they're absolutely beautiful. And you think about all the work it takes to keep that garden looking like that and how many man hours and people and all of that. But with regards to Versailles and it being about control, it is, you know, very, it's a very controlled environment. And that's interesting how when I think about how people's lives are and, and equated or to a garden, it's like, you know, sometimes there's chaos in the garden. And I like how you said about the weeding and the pruning and, you know, the clearing stuff out and the new growth and all of that and how it can really equate, you know, to what's going on in our lives. And it, it's amazing because, you know, sometimes you think you have control over a certain situation and you don't, for instance, you know, I planted some lavender and I thought, oh, it's going to stay in this nice little spot and it's going to be beautiful and fragrant. And, you know, over the years, the lavender ended up taking a, taking up a whole, almost a whole entire area of my backyard along one side of my, my backyard. And it was beautiful and everything, but it just really had grown out of control. And, it, you know, just, just what you shared was just like, wow, I could equate, you know, because at that moment in time, I thought, hmm, my life is a little bit, you know, not as controlled as I would like it to be, but I have this beautiful essence of this beautiful aroma of the lavender that's coming, coming from this beautiful lavender plant. And, uh, you know, maybe if I just cut it back a little bit and cut, you know, and again, cut some things out of my life a little bit, that the beautiful fragrance is going to be an essence that I can really enjoy instead of worrying about, oh my gosh, it's overgrown or like my life, cutting back things out of my life. And I won't have to worry about, oh my gosh, I don't have enough time to do this. Or, you know, I'm spending too much time doing this and I'm not able to, to take care of this. So it's really interesting how you can metaphorically you know, equate these things uh, that you're talking about with regards to, to life as well. Now, um, it's important to know you can have boundaries. 
and yeah. that you can also, you don't have to just put in a plant and let it do whatever it wants to do. You have a relationship. It's That's one of the things I like about the intimacy of a garden is that you get to know your plants. And sometimes uh, a gopher eats it, and gosh, you know, it's so sad it died. Sometimes it starts to take over. Well, it's your opportunity. It's, it's just like your hair. You catch your hair once in a while. You take a bath. You have to have maintenance. So you have a relationship, and you go, I want this lavender to to have some more uh, shape to it or more pruning. Or after, when it's in bloom, I'm going to harvest it. It's the best time to cut it. I'm going to cut it. I'm going to uh, save that lavender. I'm going to give it away. I'm going to use it. And then I'll prune it at the same time, and then I'll feed it. And there's the learning, it's the relationship and the rhythms in our own lives to know right timing for pruning, right timing, just like you're going to quit the board that is taking over your life. You were so honored or you were so delighted to contribute, but then it starts to take over too much, just like that plant. So you, you learn to um, make your, your limits, limits and boundaries, so that you keep going back to your own self. What is it that's really working for me? The path is covered. I can't walk here anymore. I don't have any more time. I'm going to do some pruning and weeding. Hmm, I like that. I, I mean, it, it just, it's just so amazing how you can metaphorically, um, at, at, you know, metaphorically match what's going on in your garden, so to speak, quote unquote, to, you know, what's going on in various areas of your life. Now, what does it mean to you to live a life in full bloom? Well, it means to be really authentic to who I am, and which requires vulnerability, which then requires a sense of rootedness, a sense of self-esteem that I believe in myself enough that I can be authentic, even if it's not perfect. So again, it's like a garden metaphor that if we're not rooted, <clears throat> we can be, we can get dry really easily. <clears throat> Pardon me. We can we can be tipped over with the winds, winds of change, winds of uh, adversity. We have to be rooted and yet flexible. And so, for me to be um, in full bloom is also to appreciate the seasons, to appreciate that there are times of dormancy, times of quiet, times of going inward. How I have self care, how I have quiet time how I have vigorous time, what are the rhythms. Each plant has a different uh, requirement, more sun or shade or food or um, there's different things. And so to appreciate that within ourselves, what are the rhythms that nourish, nourish? Some people need lots of quiet time. Some people love to have huge amounts of stimulation. Um, how do we best nurture ourselves? And, and most of us are really limited in our time. At least we feel that way. But, but we're all on our life path. And I just recently have had several people who are dying or have just died. And to realize that that's part of the rhythm of our lives as well. And so to live deeply and joyfully, blissfully, but with full awareness um, of the of the really special opportunity to have a life, you know, so to make the most of it, to create those blooms, um, but not to be so busy or so choked um, that 
that things do not really flower. Wow, that that's that's beautiful. I like that. Now I know um, in your book you talk about four pathways: uh, gardener, artist, lover, and uh, spirit weaver. Can you explain what those are? Well, in my book, um, I have 120 daily practices or practices people could choose to do whenever they feel like it. Um, And I have organized them on these four pathways. And I started with Gardner because of the idea of these metaphors we've just been speaking about, the intimacy with nature, and to really be connected to Earth, the stars, the weather, the soil, the water, the plants, the seasons, and the joyfulness that we can get. And it doesn't have to be that you own a garden or that you have your own garden. I mean, that's wonderful if you do. But it could also be in the park. It could also be in a window box. It, it is all these ways that we can connect to nature. I think that's really important. And then the second pathway I call the pathway of the artist because that is to expand our imagination and creativity and how we connect uh, to beauty and how we connect to each day, how we dress, how we eat, how we um, make beauty in our homes or in our daily lives, how we express our, our things that we want to. The creativity could be a painting, it could be photography, it could be cooking, it could be sewing, it could be storytelling, it, all these different ways of creativity. But that's also a way of being to be creative. And we think of new solutions. I, I teach a lot of creativity classes, and I, whether it's with corporations or with youth or with uh, people in the second half of life, young people, how to think um, and how to enjoy. And it, it really, for me, it can really create a lot of bliss uh, to be creative. And then the third pathway I call the pathway of the lover. And that is really about connecting to your heart and to connect to your heart and what is deep and has meaning in your life. What, what do you really love? What do you have passion for? And this is important so that you always are, are you're not like bored, you're not off your path, you're not thinking, I, I don't care about this, or I feel in discord about what I'm doing. No, you're in alignment with what you love. And then you can bring so much more joy and juice and uh, delight to it. And also, love is about how we relate to others, how we relate to if you have a mate. um, I don't. Mine died many years ago. So love can be with other people. Love can be with your, you know, children, family, friends, colleagues, people you meet, how you greet someone in a loving way, kindness. There's all gratitude. And then the last one I call Spirit Weaver because it's about bringing celebration and ceremony and ritual and blessings and gratitudes into every day. It's to find your tribe. It's to find the people that you really uh, connect with. And to bring in that spirit connection. And I believe that these pathways help reweave our communities and reweave our lives. And they get a little tattered and a little um, full of holes when we are in a lot of fear or we're in worry or constant stress. 
So these are practices that reconnect us to really what we love most. Is there a certain uh, methodology that one would use to incorporate some of this stuff into their lives? I mean, or is it just um, you take one of the 120 things and you start with that? Uh, can you just share with the listeners if, if there is a methodology, what that may be? Well, if when people look at my book, each page I made really pretty. I do drawings on them. I have little photographs on them. And they're very simple. It's a small book with a very simply laid out. So some of my friends or some of the people I've met who love my book, they just open it up. They open it up to any particular page, and it is like their guidance for the day. They say, okay, I'm just going to open up this page and see where it turns to. Like I just opened up one speaking to you, and on one side it's celebrate beauty, and the other side is radical amazement. That's under artists. Um, Other people will say, no, I really want to develop the lover in me. It's February. It's been Valentine's Day. It's the month of lovers. I'm going to develop the love inside me, something I want to have more of. I want to be able to express more. So they'll do those practices. Some people do it with a friend, a sister, a family member, a partner, or small groups, like full bloomer groups. And then they practice together. So I think there's many ways um, to go about it. And I kind of think of it as like a seed catalog or where you can't grow everything, but you look through it and you go, wow, I'd love to grow that. But you know what? That's tropical. I can't grow it here. Or that one doesn't appeal to me. Or if you go to one of those smorgasbords, all you can eat, you don't want all that food. You want just certain things. So people... Any reader is welcome to go through uh, my book and just choose something that speaks to them. And maybe it's a certain pathway to work out, work on or different um, particular exercises. And some will be a life practice. Uh, some will be something that will just be an aha. It will be something that will be um, open you up. And then it will be something that you will always see after that, always enjoy after that. Mm, that sounds really, really yummy. I mean, just the fact that the book has all these beautiful, you know, pages within it makes me want to just dive in, you know, to it and and, and really explore uh, some of the things that you're sharing. Uh, because beauty helps to make the, you know, things in our life and in our day so much better. And if you could look at something beautiful and get something from that beauty that's going to enhance your life and your well-being, then it makes it all the more better and the more all the more easier to do. So I, I really like that. I really like that. And, and we'll share more uh, about how you guys can get the book um, a little later in the show. Now, with regards to the four pathways in your book, is there a particular time where someone is either, let me put it this way, is a person tied into just one of those pathways and they stay at that pathway, say the gardener forever, or do they wax and wane, you know, from gardener to artist to lover to spirit weaver, or do you understand what I'm saying? Or is it just one set path and that's what they choose? And maybe over life they may 
you know, go from gardener to lover, but it's pretty much, that's where you are. That's what you stay. That's where you stay. You don't wax and no, wane between no, the four no. of them. I think if you can work on all of them simultaneously, I don't think that's from the beginning to the end. Some people like to work that way and deeply explore one pathway. And I think that's wonderful. Um, these are all really meaningful to me and they're all a part of my life. And actually I had so many more ideas and to get them organized and get them down to these pathways and was, was an important process that took years for me. But I think that anything that you're drawn to is what you should practice or you open up to and just, just, um, just try it out just for fun. And I would, I did do a really um, sincere introduction talking about myself, talking about authenticity and being vulnerable, why I chose those pathways, why they're important to me, how they were developed in my own life from childhood, sometimes through adversity or difficult um, things. And I think that's important. Um, And then later in the book, after the practices, I talk about six different stories of friends of mine that are I call full bloomers and they give examples of how they use those four pathways in their life maybe as a teacher an artist as a business a green business person as a community leader so these are ways that people will be inspired oh gosh you know I didn't even think of bringing art into my business oh this is so cool or oh yes doing this art that really heals communities or inspires children or working with teachers. So these will be inspirational to readers to hear about these precious friends of mine that have inspired me that I call full bloomers. And then people can see the diversity and the richness and the way to contribute um, in a lot of variety. Is one pathway as important as the others or do they do they have different weights when it when it comes to our life during you know, do they have different weights during different periods of our life, so to speak? Well, I I think they're all equally important and they're certainly have always been really a part of my life, always. But I think it's kind of like where you are. Like if you really feel maybe you're you're feeling like you need more of a spiritual you need need more a community you want to be connected more to a sense of celebration and ceremonies maybe spirit weaver is really going to speak to you um you might be looking towards your end of life you might be looking at uh, your marriage you might be looking at a wedding that you're going to or a baby coming into the family um, different reasons to celebrate or have ritual or have more depth. Maybe that pathway will meet you. Or or maybe you have a new garden, or maybe you love the garden metaphor, or we're coming into springtime, so you want to work with a gardener. Or you have this shy artist in you that has always wanted to express yourself, but you're kind of shy about it. And But you know that you're an artist. You used to draw when you were a kid, or you always wanted to paint, or you write poetry. Um, so you might just pick that one up, or the lover, um, because you, you're ready to date now, or you're ready to deepen your relationships with your spouse or your family or your coworkers or yourself. So you want to practice that. So I think that it 
really depends on the individual, and it doesn't matter your age or your background. It's really what calls you. But each of us are in different rhythms and different seasons of our lives, and we've been cultivated differently, uh, pruned and planted differently. But So I think any of them. Um, I don't give one more weight than the other, but okay. I put them in that order with gardener first because I think connection to nature is the first step and that I think in my life that connection to nature has opened me up as an artist, has opened up my heart, and has brought me into deep spirituality. So that's why I put him in that order. But a person is welcome to move around. The rest of this beautiful, informative, and wonderful conversation will continue in Part 2, airing next week. I invite you to join us next week as we continue the conversation. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on blissfullivingforyou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.